This episode of the podcast is with Kaylin Lister, the woman behind atmospheric electro-synth projects known as Death by Piano, Late Sea, and Kaylin. Uh, Kaylin and I go way back to when I started writing uh, about music altogether a few years ago with uh, Speak Into My Good Eye and have kept in touch ever since. I covered uh, Death by Piano tracks uh, over that time and have just always been a fan. Um, the the elegant instrumentation and digital gems that, that she puts together along with her uh, project with, uh, or with her partner rather, um, Grey Wolf uh, in Death by Piano, among others. Um, I've just always been a fan. And we've been meaning to do this for a while. Um, we did it post-election, which uh, you may hear some cynicism on my end. Just go ahead and ignore it. Um, we tried not to get too political, but uh, we were both in a, in a bleak, somewhat bleak mindset. Seemed to work out, though, um, uh, after all. And like I said, we waited till now to release it. And yeah, Kalen... Late Sea and Death by Piano all have new tracks out now. Uh, check it out wherever you find music, uh, namely YouTube right now for Nightwalk. Uh, Nightwalk is Death by Piano's latest track, which I'm going to feature right after this, and uh, has very, very cool visuals. We talked about uh, her work with the director and, and what they had sought out to do and how they portrayed just a walk through New York. Very cool stuff. Also, shout out to Andrew Long, the podcast's first patron. A million thanks to your continued support, dude, and I hope you like the print. On that note, the Sketch Sounds podcast is now on Patreon. I set this up a couple weeks ago, and I'm just now talking about it. Uh, show your support of local music, artists, and creators, everyone you'd like to see on the podcast as well or here on the podcast, rather, uh, with a dollar and five dollar subscriptions. Um, just doing two tiers for now, nice and simple. The first tier will get you a shout-out on the following episodes, and the second will receive bits of exclusive merch I'm working on. Um, Andrew received a print of Cucamonga Peak, the true north of our hometown of Rancho Cucamonga, and I'm working on pint glasses and things like that. You can uh, drink with us as you listen. Exclusive Sketch Sounds pint glasses. Think of the first logo uh, from way back when. Links are in the description as well as the IG bio. So here is Nightwalk, uh, Death by Piano's latest release complete with neon visuals a la youtube check those out our conversation immediately follows enjoy
it's hard to to like break away from probably services nowadays, right? Like everybody I think is all amped up or or ramped up to like give you the best or or stay in business that like, I don't know, there are a few things that I've used that like, I don't want to do anything else. I don't want to go anywhere else or through anyone else. Yeah. Um, considering. Especially like, when you have that like real life trust already. Yeah. <laughs> it's <kind> yeah. Of <laughs> <precious>. <laughs> yeah. It's more precious now. Like it's at such a premium. Just totally anyone who's still sticking around and doing their thing and keeping high quality, you know, yeah. screen printing or, or, photography services anything like that yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. audio it services is kind of too. miraculous to me though on the other side of that how much like if you do end up first getting to know a person like just through online mm-hmm. and whether it's like facebook messages which was basically the way that you and i communicated or yeah. emails how you can in some cases actually get like a really good sense of the person mm-hmm Without meeting them, without seeing their body language, without, you know. Yeah. I think email is like, I don't know, I'm, I'm always stuck in that sort of like semi-professional email world where you can kind of like get to know people or, you know, their email persona. Um, yeah, that's true. Facebook is a lot easier. You don't easier. necessarily know which one you're getting. But yeah. I feel like like at every every time you're communicating, you sort of have a choice of how how much of your actual self you want to give. And if you do give it, then that's kind of felt. Yeah. 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 Usually you can, you can tell if you're, yeah. I guess, social enough to, <laughs> to like be able read to it. just read it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. I was watching the, your latest video night walk. It's. Oh, sweet. It is so cool. Video. Yeah. yeah. Cameron Whitehouse is such a cool artist. Um, He's been a friend in New York for a while, and I've always mm. been like, poke, 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 let's work together. <laughs> <laughs> let's work together. Yeah. And he's always just so, so busy with work. Um, mm. And finally, he, like, he had been following multiple projects of mine for a while, and finally he was just like, I think I'm ready. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, <laughs> not the process. <laughs> so, and I really enjoy working with visual artists for a series of work as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's doing, the, there have been three Death by Piano songs that came out this year. Mm-hmm. And so he's doing videos for each of those. Mm-hmm. And each of those have single artwork that's done by the same photographer. Um, it's just, it's kind of nice. Yeah. It's like instead of just going, you know, to dinner for the date, you're like going for a walk in the park and then you're going to dinner and then maybe you're going to jazz club after. Like, <laughs> you just get to know each other's workflow better. You get deeper into the work itself. You have more of a collection uh, to show for it afterwards. Yeah. There's something to be said about keeping that circle small, right? Of keeping like fellow collaborators small as opposed to just outsourcing whenever you need something new. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. I mean, I think that that collaborative aspect is sort of the best part of it. And that doesn't need to just be within the, you know, auditory and the music itself. Mm-hmm. So like every one of those vectors is an opportunity for a relationship and for the art to go deeper than it would have otherwise. Mm-hmm. And how do you feel that, um, that your music is uh, adapting to this year? You've always had this really great, for example, you've always had uh, Death by Piano has always had this really great, like chill, just melodic, tranquil vibe, right? However high or low the tempo goes, considering where you are, you're in, well, not currently, but you're, you live in Brooklyn, right? Mm-hmm. And Usually. It's just, yeah, you're in such a hustle and bustle, but the music doesn't really reflect that. It really reflects like this, just like a sort of inner peace. Oh, interesting. Yeah. It's it's really nice to hear and really nice to to I guess find that contrast. So I was wondering yeah, about I how think, that works here and this year. I mean it's sort of interesting to hear that. I feel like you know, so so Death by Piano started, it was sort of founded by myself and producer Grey Wolf. Mm-hmm. Now I'm doing it on my own and he's gone off to focus on his solo career in another band. But I think we sort of um he's somebody who was like born and raised in the city and I was born and raised in the country. And I think we each brought our own 
sort of influence and love of those different places together, but it very much felt like a city band. And mm. I think it always felt like there was this, there's this underlying, um, like ominous kind of feeling mm. and urgency, but it's sort of subdued by everything being kind of pretty and slow yeah. and dark. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's um, a great way to put it. And that's kind of where I think the, you know, the tension, tension lies in it. Yeah. Interesting. But how to answer your question? I, I don't even know how to answer this. Weird. This year has been so weird. I mean, obviously for everybody. Mm -hmm. I left the city in March. Um, I was eight. I was seven and a half months pregnant. Mm -hmm. Um, and delivered my baby up in Maine. I was planning to do it in New York. So like this is all con like coincided with me becoming a new mother. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, and congrats so, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, it's a pretty, pretty cool journey. Um, but I think, I think all my music has been influenced by that and not at the same time. I don't know that it's actually like truly dramatically moved the needle on the aesthetic of any of my projects. Uh -huh. um, Is it just like a, a welcome addition or incorporation into into your work yeah i well i mean to be honest with you it's only more recently that i feel like i've started to have like the space and the wherewithal to build back up like a practice again mm. i never really stopped performing like all the way through my pregnancy i performed which i really i really enjoyed like i felt pretty strong in my voice and my body and i, I really dug that um and then even after, like I did shows pretty quickly after and was always writing. So I, I never really stopped, but I didn't really have like um, a routine right. <laughs> or enough consistency or enough sleep or anything to really. And I feel like I'm finally starting to zero in on creating space for myself once she goes to sleep, you know, during the day I'm with her and then I'm working my, my like money making job. Mm -hmm. um, and I had just been so fucking beat after yeah <laughs> and now i'm kind of finding this new space that can be my own um which is kind of delicious to find but i think that my creativity just kind of transmuted with her and it's just spending time with her like being fully in the moment and mm -hmm. essentially singing everything we do <laughs> oh wow I'm like a musical yeah i think that a lot of that has felt kind of satisfying mm -hmm. and and deep and creative in ways that I didn't anticipate it would like when you see other people with their kids it kind of often looks like a slog and really repetitive mm -hmm. <laughs> and <laughs> relentless and it doesn't feel like that it's been like very very joyful and I think a lot of my creative energy has gone there and that feels good it feels like just what happened Good. So it's not like a sort of um, a sort of stopgap in in the musical creativity. You you just moved it to something else. You moved that energy into something else. Yeah. Or I, I mean, now sharing it. Like a lot of a lot of what creating music is to me is a, is about being playful mm -hmm. and just kind of like riding the different waves of when you're feeling something. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, that's sort of separate from just working on your craft. Um, but like those moments, whether, whether it's, you know, me working on something by myself or working on something with collaborators, there's a real playfulness about it mm -hmm. and you have to sort of be in the moment and you have to sort of put your ego aside. Um, and that all of those elements are really similar to hanging out with my baby. <laughs> <laughs> so it sort of like prepared you in that sense. I guess so. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. And you used to play a lot of shows, right? Like uh, up until zero hour of just everything yeah. changing, right? You uh, yeah. Did I read right that you played um, Rough Trade a lot, like pretty often? No, no, no. Um, that would have been really cool. I only mm. ever played Rough Trade once. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> it was actually that my friend's first real about. show. Mm, and it was okay. a little, yeah, it was a little intimidating. We were playing with amazing bands that were so so polished and i was also playing in two bands that night um oh wow 
I was a bit of a wreck, um, <laughs> but, it, but it was fun. I mean, we just like, we just threw ourselves into the deep water and said, let's see what happens. And mm-hmm. it, you know, it informed the next steps. Oh, wow. That's one of those venues I always wanted to, to make. Uh, like uh, next time I'm on in New York or on the East coast, I'll, I will make a special effort to go. And uh, totally. yeah, I'll have to wait another year or so. so. <laughs> it'll be even more special when yeah. you do. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And it'll be even more uh, difficult to get in. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I think my favorite show that I saw there, um, well, wait, I saw, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on the, uh, wait, let me look something up. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember the last show I saw before the before COVID. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. White white denim show that I saw there was pretty awesome. Oh, cool. And then there was a <laughs> like there was a fire drill in the middle of it, and everybody had to evacuate, and then and then come back in, and they restarted the show. Uh huh. And then, but then I think my actual favorite show there was not the white denim one. That was my first time I saw them live, and it mm. was cool. Um. But my favorite show was seeing this Portland, actually Portland main bass band, Sea Peoples, open for Kula Shaker. Do you remember that band? Oh, like, yeah. Like <laughs> 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 I'd have to um, look it up they again. Were, just to, they were fucking amazing. Yeah. It was like seeing rock gods play. Like they were, I mean, my friends did an amazing job opening for them. And like, it's always so exciting to see your friends' bands actually play for a packed house. Yeah. And like yeah. packed rough trade is really cool mm-hmm. and also really different than not packed rough trade. <laughs> you know, the energy is so different. Yeah. And so that part was cool. But then Kula Shaker just destroyed it. They brought the roof down. It was like, this is like stadium level good in this small ass venue yeah um yeah oh that's so cool that reminds me of uh how big is rough trade really quick the capacity it's kind of small right it's um no i'd guess like 600 oh 600 never mind i I mean that's bigger than i thought it was gonna be yeah i don't i don't know i mean i Mm. I used to work at brooklyn bowl so i kind of always use that as a yeah yeah guide and it's definitely smaller than that so there's a there's a venue out here um and it's small it's like probably i don't know not even 120 people right uh but there was this one and since you say a cool shaker there's a band called chola orange that okay. would play this like sort of like psychedelic like in that vein of like a few years ago when when psych was really hitting its stride again yeah um when that psych punk psych rock was hitting its stride again they just tore the roof off because it was just like this tiny place, small stage, like kind of enough for five people, but yeah, you know, but not quite best with four. <laughs> yeah. And uh, just packed house, a friend's band open for them. And just one of those, like you can't even order a drink cause it's just too loud. And it's totally, Oh yeah. man, it has been so <laughs> long since that experience. <laughs> it feels like in another lifetime that we went to shows like that. Yeah. I'm even, I've been saying I'm almost tempted to go to the, I, I've been hearing about house shows around here and yeah. um, just like punk shows that are at houses Doing it anyway. and not caring. And I'm like, I, I wish I didn't care because I want to go, <laughs> I see what they're doing and it's, oh my God, it's 20 minutes away. I could make that. And <laughs> That's closer than most things are. In LA. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm an hour outside of LA. So like going to LA is, is it's a trip, right? Like I, I, yeah. I need a reason. I don't just hang out in LA. I go out for, you know, a specific reason, almost sure. always shows. And um, all of these are getting closer, like within arm's reach. And I'm just like, come on, <laughs> maybe I'll wear a mask. That, do you think the pandemic will fundamentally change the way people engage with live music or value it after it's over? Uh, I don't know. Cause I think, I think the Zoom thing is working out, right? It it seems to doing live streams and and like really turning it into a sort of industry, or a, a just a great adaptation. But it's not going to beat live shows. I think we're going to go right back to live shows yeah. the second we can. Yeah. Yeah. I think and, we're going to be like ferociously hungry for it. Yeah. Yeah. 
and like the live streams will be cool for like exclusives and whatnot, but live shows are going to be right back to normal. Yeah. Yeah. What do you think the uh, venues are going to look like though? I know it's going to, it's got to look different, right? It's uh, yeah. I mean, so many, so many places have not been able to make it work or I, I don't know. My, my heart really goes out to the owners of these clubs who go out on the line anyway to even, you know, realize a dream like that. (laughs) Um, such sort of like a gift to society and they're so shot upon. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, you know, venues and artists are resilient. So I think new ones will pop up where other ones weren't able to survive, but yeah, I hope it turns into sort of, well, it already is right. In a, in a sense, like a a sort of coalition of venue owners uh, yeah. save our stages and uh, among others of just people getting together and saying, we'll, we'll figure this out. Totally. Yeah. Really hope we can make this happen. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, what have you been listening to lately? Mm. Good question. Um, it's always a We were just listening to the question. new John, John Frusciante album at dinner, mm. which is not necessarily dinner music, but... <laughs> It was interesting. I it didn't like it. Didn't super connect with me um, mm. right away. But what have I been listening to that I really like? That's such a good question. Um, my baby's laughter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the sound of a child's um, laughter is music in itself. It is. It really <laughs> is. But I think, to be honest with you. I've not checked. I've not been listening to a lot of new music. Mm. Um, you feel guilty about that? I feel kind of guilty and sad and by that. Yeah. Yes and yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I feel terrible. <laughs> well, let's talk about you know, that. I, mean, I think as I've as I've started to. Uh, like, as I said, you know, create a little more space for my own practice again, I've started to just reach out to some friends to sort of ask what they're working on. Mm. So I think my quest is starting kind of close to home. Like, I'm kind of curious what, you know, the creatives who I already cross paths with or yeah. know what they're doing. Um, I haven't heard an album in a while that like really really got me Mm. i like the fka twigs um but i like i like that more in the context of the full performance Mm -hmm. she's a very visual performer um so i feel about grimes yeah yeah oh this is great i'd rather be there yeah (laughs) grimes is somebody who really any Anytime I hear her stuff, I'm like, yeah, I totally dig this, but I don't, I've never really gone deep with her catalog. Yeah, exactly. Like I never yeah. seek it out. I saw her yeah. once uh, in Maryland and um, blown away. It was like 530, the sun's kind of going down and there's still plenty of light and her light show is still coming through. Oh, cool. It was like the, one of the coolest shows ever. And I tried to listen later and I'm like, all right, I'll come back to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. What else we got? Some things are meant to be part of a bigger production, and that's mm. okay. Yeah, I feel bad about that. <laughs> like, I feel bad that I can't listen to, like, yeah. I don't know, like even punk, like certain certain punk bands. It's like, ah, it's great in my headphones, but I get maybe one pass over it, and then I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, listening habits are have changed a lot, at least for me. Um, in how are in you? Lockdown. How are you finding new music? What about uh, you? Love. Uh, this band called Lawn. Uh, I was really getting into uh, this post punk lawn? lawn. Yeah, like a like a lawn chair or front okay. lawn. Yeah, um, they're out of uh, Louisiana, and just is like, like this post punk band. These two guys. They okay. apparently were like really big in their local circuit and uh, yeah, they were just really cool, really energetic and really like kind of like artsy in the, in the vocals kind of shouting and I don't know. It's really cool stuff. That one really grabbed me. Their, their latest album. 
and then and then friends too like you said uh going to uh going to uh your inner circle like a friend's band uh or a friend's project uh human offline some electronic uh like synthwave work that he's been doing uh just really cool really great atmospheric just i have it on cool. in the background i have it on in the car just yeah it's it's great like work music mhm and not to sound like I don't know, like I, I'd worried I'd be worried that that sounds like an insult, but <laughs> it's really a good thing. Like, oh, I listen to you when I work, you know, yeah, like, no, no, know this mean. is great. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to hear it all the time. <laughs> just <laughs> really soothing or have sex yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or when you're doing nothing else at all and only listening. Yeah. yeah if I'm just staring at a wall, I want to listen to your music. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so those two uh, lately. And then, yeah, I another one. What was the other one called? Uh, Human Offline. Yeah, I think you'd like him. It's really, really cool stuff. He's I think you were the one who first compared Death by Piano to... Um... Oh. I'm trying to remember the piece I wrote. Like, we met so many years ago. <laughs> it feels yeah, like. When was that? Yeah, you compared us to cigarettes after sex, and then I got real into them. I really liked them. Oh yeah, you liked them. Good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. You definitely have a lot more energy than. than yeah, me. that's yeah. pretty depressive stuff. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but it's good. <laughs> I meant it in the best way possible. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> but I took it. In the best way yeah. <laughs> I caught them at, at uh, ter- uh, was it Terragram Ballroom in, in LA? And it was the slowest set I've ever seen in my life. That, really? Like, yeah. I was, I was with, my, with my girlfriend. I was standing behind her, right? And we're just watching. They don't move on stage. They, don't, they hardly do anything. And she fell asleep in my arms standing up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. they are called cigarettes after sex. Yeah. <laughs> that's, a, that's a sleepy space you're in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they were great too. That was another one of those where like, I kind of felt bad. They, they started putting out more stuff and I'm like, I'll get to it. You know? Done with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Not done with it, but I'll, I'll, I'll get to it later. You know? Yeah. I, don't know. I kind of want to. I was listening to the new James out. Blake the other day. Mm. And I think it's, I mean, so, so often I find this with albums now though, where on, on the first listen, I'm like, okay, like it sounds like the person and I dig the general aesthetic, but like, there's not a song jumping out at me, but right. I kept listening to it because like, I, I don't know, we were running errands. My husband kept getting into the car. He's like, can you start that song again? I still haven't heard it. Can you start this? <laughs> so I ended up listening to the, a number of the songs multiple times and like, you know, that then it starts to get sticky for you and then you yeah. start to like develop more of a relationship with the songs. So yeah, I'm looking forward to returning to that one. It'll be interesting. Fun fact about him that uh, we share the exact same birthday. We're exactly the same age. And oh, I've yeah? always, I've always wanted to reach out to him and just like maybe do a podcast and be like, Hey, we're the, like how have our <laughs> lives, you know, diverged? <laughs> Even though we've been, we were born in completely different places, have completely different lives, but we were born on the same day. <laughs> Hey, pitch it to him. Yeah, I might. <laughs> I've been working on the pitch. <laughs> like, I know this sounds crazy, James, but um, <laughs> is that one of those that, like, you said you, you had to go through it a couple of times, right? Do you ever feel obligated to give people more than one chance? Um, not much anymore. Mm. No. I mean, it was something like that, I guess, a little more because I already have, I sort of know that it's, like, worthy of that, but I feel like I'm definitely quicker to judge music than I used to be. Mm. Like, what is that shit? Turn it off. I hate it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, done, yeah, next, I, move on. I don't really feel bad about that. Mm. I did that once. I I threw a CD out the window. It, it was years ago, but like I bought it at a record store and it's just like, 
this is terrible. And I just, I was so mad. I just threw it out the window. I don't remember who it was. It was probably good. I probably should have given it another chance, but like. It wasn't good to you right then. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully it didn't decapitate a small animal as you threw it. Yeah. <laughs> no guarantees. I was in a wooded area. <laughs> uh, I always felt bad about not liking certain bands like not liking a classic like i don't know maybe van halen um considering eddie died recently yeah or u2 like u2 is one of those bands i just don't really care for mm -hmm. and i feel bad because i'm like there's they're good right like everybody there's something there why can't i see it why can't i hear it and i always wonder uh how many more of those i'm gonna run into I mean, as long as you keep running into stuff that you do like, I wouldn't lose yeah, sleep right? over it. <laughs> I mean, as long as it's not coming from a place like I don't like it just because it's already like big and successful. Oh, no, no, no. Just be robbing yourself the enjoyment that you might be able to have. But if mm -hmm. it's not that, then who cares? Yeah, then just move on, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah do you have any of those like guilty displeasures? Guilty that I don't like. Um... I don't think so. That's I don't healthy. think I share that guilt with you. No. <laughs> <laughs> if sorry, any come to mind, I'll let you know. <laughs> Please do. As I adjust <laughs> this light that keeps changing. I keep getting darker. And your light is just consistent. It's perfect. <laughs> it's like red light district. <laughs> <laughs> Mine just keeps changing. And it's slow to change, too. So I'm just, I don't know. I'm just going to leave it alone. <laughs> uh, who do you, uh, who do you keep going back to uh, musically? Like who, who makes more sense as, as time goes by, who, who ages well? Hmm. That's a good question. I mean, I think, I think a lot of the trip hop music that informed not only death by piano, but some of my solo stuff, like, still feels so timeless and effective to me mm -hmm. even though i you know I, certain sonic elements can definitely be like dated to the time period i don't know i guess it's just something about the like the venn diagram of different aesthetics that i really really like mm -hmm. um, so yeah massive attack and portishead feel like they only get better like i only find like sink deeper into it mm. rather than it kind of becoming more surface over time you know yeah yeah portishead um, i i would agree with yeah and then in terms of in terms of older stuff i don't know i get this is sort of this is completely different than your question but things that are changing for me like i like folk music more than i used to i appreciate it more uh-huh i think it used to kind of bore me mm -hmm. um I, I didn't think there were like enough sort of brave choices going on <laughs> <laughs> I, and i i've really changed my tune about that mm -hmm. folk is a hard one right a lot of it kind of could be derivative and just kind of like oh this is pleasant but i don't need to look yeah. any further into it and well and, and when the music tends to be super repetitive then the lyrics really need to speak mm -hmm. um but like the well she's sort of a cross between different things but i like the freebie bridgers um bridges, mm. that right um i like her new album a lot and they could definitely like feel how it's rooted in a lot of folk but not just that either um, oh and then I, yeah. I guess probably the album that i was most sort of blown away by since the pandemic started was fiona apple's album mm. i heard mixed to reviews go on back that to one. your earlier question yeah it like and the more i listened to it the more i appreciated it it was just so specific mm. Um, 
which at first it almost sounds like sloppy. Like, oh, she could have recorded that vocal again. Like, it's not, <laughs> it's not right, yeah. but like it was right. It was just what it needed to be. It was so honest. And to me, that just gave, like, that album gave me a lot of permission. It reminded me, like, the permission that I had to sort of be as me as possible, as, um, as free as possible, and as, like, committed to whatever it was that I was doing as possible. Mm. Um, yeah, I thought that album was really special. Hmm. Even though it's not one I could listen, I couldn't like listen to it while I work. <laughs> it's it's not pretty a- intense, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like <laughs> theater. It's like auditory theater. Yeah, it's hard to incorporate that into everyday life. Yeah. It's something you have to sit down and focus on. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You just go on walks and listen to it. and like. Yeah. Okay. This is all I need to focus on right now. <laughs> not getting hit by a car. <laughs> I, I I like what you said about folk because I, I was getting into bluegrass for a little while and I had mm-hmm. never ever liked bluegrass. I just I never connected with it. And I just went down this rabbit hole on YouTube of bluegrass musicians and like these young guys who are just just playing all the time. <laughs> I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, this is shredding in their own way. Shredding. Yeah. yeah. Like this dude, uh, Billy strings. Um, he just, he, the way he plucks his guitar, I don't know. It's just a, a miracle to watch him play, you know? <laughs> and then he, and then he has a mandolin player with him. Who's just kind of just doing his thing. And <laughs> that's cool. it's, it's so fun to watch. And it ended up leading to, uh, I happened to get a a pitch for this band uh, via email for a, a band called Lil Smokies. And um, where were they from? I think they were Canadian or from Minnesota. And they were playing and I went out to see them and it was like the coolest experience. It was like eight guys just Sweet. doing their thing and then somebody was stomping the the ground a little too much like somebody doing that yeehaw sort of thing and like but he wouldn't like oh that was funny but then he wouldn't stop he just kept doing it, <laughs> Did it every song and incidentally the last show that i caught before uh before covid uh before lockdown he was and, just trying to fill up your yeehaw tank he knew you weren't gonna get any of yeah exactly <laughs> he saw me wandering around He's like, this guy's not really into this he's just taking pictures <laughs> yeah, yeah it's always it's always a treat to see that such virtuosic players like i just always start smiling and like laughing to the point of almost tears when i see that kind of mm-hmm. incredible talent and somebody just speaks through and to their instrument such so fluidly yeah yeah it's just such a joy to to experience back to live shows you know yeah <laughs> are you playing any uh <laughs> yeah how is uh how is Maine looking are they are they kind of pulling it together ahead of anyone else or i mean the numbers have been pretty low in maine all mm-hmm. along and the population's pretty thin in maine so it's mm-hmm. felt like a pretty safe place to be um you know one of the big music venues here had to close down um the others are hanging on by a thread Hmm. restaurants have been open outside like they're open inside too we're not really doing doing that whole deal yet but Mm -hmm. um yeah it's felt like a good good safe place to be and um i know some musicians up here and i'm essentially potted with a couple of them so that's been nice to um be able to lean on each other at a couple points in time yeah yeah that's good and that uh, Second Life uh, show, uh, before we started recording, you were telling me about that. That was a trip. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so Second Life essentially is like, it looks like The Sims times mm-hmm. 100, right? Like it's way more mm-hmm. interactive and yeah. more involved. Yeah. I mean, and I, I've only begun to scratch the surface. I'm, I'm not like... I'm not an expert. I was just really brought in to collaborate on this in this one environment that um, this family friend, this really amazing architect, had had worked on in collaboration with a couple of other people. 
Mm-hmm. So that's really the only world that I've world that I've explored extensively <laughs> there. And you know, the sort of the first thing we did was we put up. Um, you know, it was very clear to me upon seeing the world that it was a fit for Death by Piano and not for my solo music. Mm-hmm. It just needed that sort of the, those theatrics and those different like layers of um, of drama and like of removal from me. Just like me as singer songwriter, the keyboard was not going to be a fit with that. Right, um, right. So we put up a couple just music videos from death by piano in the space. And it was really cool to see them in the space because, you know, they they can put up as many screens as they want in as many Mm -hmm. places as they want. So there are like screens dangling over skylines, you know, with these fake built cities, there are screens um, in the ceiling of a giant church. Um, And so you're seeing this thing sort of like iterated in a million different ways. Mm -hmm. And it's sort of like visual porn. Um, (laughs) Uh, it was it was wild and so then we started just trying to conceive of you know of a live show because I guess I guess it's still from what they say again I don't know like relatively rare to live stream in a live performance that has like the visual captured into the space and that's what we were doing um and it was it was cool I mean it was it was uh it was definitely daunting because it was the first Death by Piano show since January, which was, mm. that was at New Blue in New York City. Um, Grey Wolf and myself and then a sax player, Johnny Butler and drummer, Alex Ritz. Um, it's like the full thing, you know? Yeah. <laughs> I was super pregnant. Um, <laughs> and this was the first show since then and I really wasn't sure what sort of what it wanted to be at first and it was also the first show since Grey Wolf has gone off to do his own thing and it took me some time to try to like just to kind of like future dream it into that new space Mm -hmm. but then it actually ended up being like a very rich environment to kind of a a petri dish of sorts to (laughs) um to help make some of like the germs that are already planted come to life. And so I ended up working on projections for each song um, that were projected behind me for my live performance, which Mm -hmm. is why I set up down here in this basement. Yeah. And then they were also used as the parcel media in the second life space. So these were like all of the secondary screens. So for example, there was like the live stream was on a huge screen behind my avatar yeah um and then that whole screen was rimmed with a whole frame of smaller screens and those screens were playing the same thing that i was having projected behind me so we were just trying to sort of play with how many different ways can we weave together the real life with the secondary life and Mm -hmm. sort of have have there be a dialogue between the two um and just, I guess, really try to bring a bit more real life into that space, but in a way that honors what's sort of otherworldly about it. Yeah. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Um, and, then, and then we, like, moved to a second location within Second Life, and that was a dance party. So we um, did an unveiling of the Nightwalk music video. Mm-hmm. And then a DJ who, who plays there a lot, Verdant Underwood, I believe is his name. Um mm-hmm played did this awesome set he wove in some death by piano remixes and it was really fun we just went upstairs and played it like it's not like i stayed controlling my avatar we just Mm. danced around the kitchen with the baby Um, (laughs) but it was really fun and people were there like it felt like we were at more of an event Mm -hmm. in a way that was kind of cool and really important in this you know, pandemic time where we're all so isolated. And I've done a lot of live streams and some have felt, you know, more connected and more collaborative or interactive than others. But mm-hmm. it was definitely interesting. I take I it back. That sounds really it. cool <laughs> for yeah. uh, for the virtual aspect of it in the future. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like when I'll, we're back I'll let to you things. know when the next thing is happening. Yeah, please do. Yeah. <laughs> was this recorded? Well, yes and no. Um, I don't imagine the game is recordable like that. But. So it it is, but apparently there were some issues with like people can record from within Second 
Second Life. So you mm. could do a screen capture, which we didn't do, unfortunately. Mm. But you can like carry around and control a camera. Mm. Oh, cool. Second Life, which uh -huh. I think a videographer had been doing. But, you know, there are so many different tech things that need to all be working for all of the elements to be working. So I think right. something about her viewer, she couldn't see the live show, which was sort of the whole point. Yeah. So I actually don't know how much was captured in a way that truly gives you a taste. Like I have, I have my part of the performance captured, mm -hmm. um, but maybe we'll rerun that in the space or I don't know, kind of, kind of talking to those guys and uh, brainstorming yeah. ways to keep stretching this idea. So yeah. But a lot of moving parts nonetheless. So it's a lot of coordination. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Because this yeah. sounds just like a festival, especially the way you're describing the screens and and then people just totally, being around. Totally. Totally. But... It was it was sort of like that. I mean, you know, we had to do like a, a um like a full dress rehearsal dry run like the the night before and make sure that everybody's media and all the different ends were working and synced and um and I think there's definitely the potential to make events there feel even more like a festival where mm -hmm. people are moving, you know, maybe not only between different rooms but between whole different worlds and you have yeah. different bands playing and um yeah gonna that's gonna be really interesting to see future iterations of that maybe not even just second life but um i don't know is there anything else like second life well yeah i mean you know vr is happening yeah. more like there's more and more vr happening and currently you have to have um the headset for it which mm -hmm. is a limiting factor i mean they're 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 more and in, they're increasingly affordable but still people don't you know most people don't have them there's still um, hundreds of dollars right like they're yeah, yeah there may be models now for a couple hundred but yeah it's still i mean it's still an investment mm -hmm. um we actually uh, i'm working with one of my one of my really close friends robert lux who's a musician producer and uh really more of like a creative director now he he did the countdown mm -hmm. music video but he's doing a video for bender which is the death by piano song that and he's building the entire world within vr really so he puts on his vr headset and plays within the space to scale things that he's built like with his hands like this. What? I mean, it's like so magical. And and the the content that he's created so far for it is really, really compelling and interesting. And, you know, I think for most people that content will then exist on a 2D screen. Yeah. But there's a, there's there are increasing number of options to allow those experiences to be within a three-dimensional realm, which would be really interesting yeah because this is that alone is paving the way for so many so much potential completely completely yeah. and potential that i think is you know it's so it's so exciting because i think it can be exponentially more intimate i mean yeah. I, you know there's certain things that are, will never be as intimate as you know up up you know right against the stage at a small live show or something like that but it's mm -hmm. different right if you're gonna if you're if it's going to be removed and through a screen or something, how do you create something that is more intimate in some ways, you know, yeah. you can move right around the person. If you, I don't know, I don't have the answers. I only have the questions right now, but <laughs> it's, I'm definitely, you know, really excited that I'm collaborating with some people who are ahead of me in those spaces and really excited about it. Um, because I think that's it's that kind of newness and figuring out what could work there. That's like yeah. truly the frontier stuff. Yeah, I think that's a really great um, front, I guess, to be on. That's that's so yeah. cool. It reminds me of um, what's that? Ready Player One. Did you see that movie mm -hmm. or? Yeah, yeah, I read, read the book recently and and then saw the movie too. Yeah, the the book was really interesting, right? Like they they got. Obviously, as the books always are, a lot more detailed and totally. a lot more nuanced. And uh, yeah, the book really got me because I thought when shows started to, well, what you're talking about now, um, that'd be really interesting for everybody to just kind of log in and go to uh, Rough Trade and be virtually cramped in a little room or like, yeah. or not, you know? Uh, right. Right. Everybody gets to be up front or. Right. 
yeah, I mean, there are so many, so many possibilities. <laughs> yeah. Which is the exciting thing about it. Yeah. My first thought though was being shorter than the virtual person in front of you <laughs> and not being able to get, <laughs> not being able to get past that. Totally. Yeah. I think yeah. maybe the only solution to that is, yeah, everybody gets their own virtual show, but everybody's in the same space. Virtual room. Right. Yeah. Right. There's got to be a way to, to work around some of those real life physical constraints yeah. <laughs> when that tall guy stands in front of you. <laughs> yeah. There's only so much you can do, which is essentially yeah. nothing. <laughs> totally. <laughs> uh, point is we miss shows and yeah. <clears throat> hopefully soon. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. So what's next? I know you're still in the um, midst of, <laughs> of of releasing things, but like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm actually sitting on a lot of material that still needs to be released, both for Death by Piano and my solo stuff, and a project that I'm part of called Late Sea. Have mm-hmm. you heard of any heard any Late Sea music? No. Um. This it's one of my best friends' band, Israel Glicksberg, Izzy Glicksberg, and um, it's he's really an amazing musician and composer, and it's sort of like he calls it ambient poetry, but it's like Radiohead meets Depeche Mode meets I don't know, you tell mm. Pink Floyd, um, playful darkness. There's nothing really playful about it. (laughs) (laughs) Just the darkness part. (laughs) Um, And he, yeah, so he he and I, I mean, he's one of my closest friends. We've been, and he brought me into the project a little while, a while ago, which is funny because when we were first becoming good friends and he was telling me about what he was like to work with, you know, from Mm -hmm. his perspective, particularly what he was like to work with with singers, Uh I remember telling myself note to self i am never going to work with him he sounds like a misery to work with <laughs> and he's brutally and then, honest about and then himself. i don't know how it happened <laughs> then we ended up working together he it's like it's extremely non-transactional because one we're such good friends and mm-hmm. it's sort of this just this trade where i do whatever i can do to help his project succeed and he does whatever he can do to help um my solo stuff so he has been producing um a bunch of my solo stuff week which is out and then two other songs that we're sitting on right now mm-hmm. and then i sing and play keys and and help sort of wherever else i can with his project that's it's been great. really fun just this unconditional yeah. relationship yeah, yeah yeah it's it's beautiful he's definitely like a brother um and he's he's just released we've just released a couple new things from late c mm-hmm. um and there's a whole rest of a ep coming out there and awesome. then some solo songs coming out and then a whole Death by Piano EP that's still, that's sort of like ready. Um, yeah. And then I'm writing. I'm writing new stuff and trying to um, collaborate with some new people and um, just ask myself the question of what's next. So, mm. Yeah, not to, not to jump the gun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How do, you, uh, how do you spell that late C? Just late, like I'm late for a date. Yeah. L-A-T-E-C-S-E-A. Okay, that's what I thought. But yeah. <laughs> just like uh, just like when you sent me your email address, I was like, yeah, I, I kind of guessed that, but I had to be sure. <laughs> yeah, totally. totally. <laughs> uh, well, awesome. Thank you so much for talking. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Yeah, anytime. Talking this way and not just through messenger yeah not just like passively on the (laughs) messenger totally yeah cool well i so we're actually coming out to la um we're gonna drive cross country with the baby no way and and rent a place there for a couple months Mm -hmm. um since our jobs are flexible right now Mm -hmm. which they probably won't always be so we're just gonna try to take advantage of that so we'll be out there. So if you hear of any safe, socially distanced concerts in the, you know, in the parks in LA, <laughs> let me know. Uh, I will because I've been talking with a, a, a couple of friends and, and my girlfriend about this too, because um, she's a music journalist. She runs her, uh, she runs a blog, her own blog. And um, oh, nice. And uh, What's we've it been talking about girl underground music. Cool. And um, 
so she's based in LA too. And we've been talking about trying to do something, trying to put some socially distancing together, obviously yeah. not waiting too long for the state to, to get their act together and, right. you know, and for people to cooperate and, you know, totally. Yeah. So we thought, okay, maybe just rent out a space and figure out how many people we can fit reasonably and, or maybe mm-hmm. do something outside. We're, we're troubleshooting. We're trying to put something together. So cool. I will definitely well, let you know. Keep, yeah. Keep me abreast of what happens. Yeah. When are you going to make that happen or come here? We're going to be out there from like mid January to mid March. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And if you end up on the 210 freeway, let me know. And we can do a, a in-person podcast, socially distance. Cool. Yeah. All my mics Sounds are pretty good. far apart. So <laughs> <laughs> Nice. So you bring people into the space that you're in now? Yeah. Yeah. Um, cool. And it's like seven or eight feet apart. And yeah. Awesome. Yeah. That's Super nice. limited. Still able to see people in IRL. Yeah. <laughs> it makes such a difference. Yeah. You know. And it's like, okay, all right, I'll see you later. Be safe. It does. But it is also <laughs> amazing, like, how much more comfortable you become with this, right? Like, how intimate this can be through a screen. Yeah. Yeah. Because this feels essentially the same. Like, the dimensions are basically there. You may as well be yeah. sitting in front of me. Uh, totally. I, yeah. I tutor kids and, like, started doing, you know, Skype tutoring a long time ago. And mm-hmm. remember being really surprised by and as long as the kid was a certain age and like disposition, how incredibly effective it was mm. and that there's also something to like sitting and looking directly at one another. Yeah. Which in some ways is superior even to, you know, being sort of side by side at a desk. Or looking oh, that's at- interesting. Yeah. Yeah. The relationship is different, right? You're, you're speaking to each other as equals, not uh, as like a, yeah. What, what over the shoulder. The yeah. Sort of like, <laughs> kind of like an authority figure almost. Yeah, right? exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, it's oh. surprisingly effective. So you adapted pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. I already had a, a lot of practice doing sessions in that way. And then the mm-hmm. only thing that changed is that, you know, it used to be that was 10% of my work was online. And yeah, then it, it was voluntary. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Before before March, I had never heard of Zoom. I wish I wish I had bought stock in the company. Yeah. Like the, yeah. Like the Republican senators who. Oh yeah, the ones who likely knew (laughs) bought it early. Yeah. Yeah, that was cute. (laughs) Shameless. It's so. (laughs) Well, there's just no hiding it anymore. Next week. Yes. Yes. Thank you for having me, and look forward to talking soon. Right here. Likewise. Get it in. Get it in. (laughs) I have to. I have to just hand it in at this point. So, luckily, my polling place is right down the street. Also. And I live in the burbs, so there's not like a huge um, population just crowding the place. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, but really quick, uh, yeah. where can we find Death by Piano stuff? Oh, great. So um, deathbypianonyc.com, that's the website, and that'll link you to most places. Um, but Instagram is deathbypianonyc, Spotify is Death by Piano. Um, and then my, my solo stuff is all under Kaylin. Mm-hmm. Um, or if you go to kaylinmusic.com, you'll link to that. And then latecmusic.com for late C. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> Sweet, Dustin. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Anytime.